You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. We are going to continue on with our Razorback Twitter series, summer series, we'll call it that. I don't know. I don't even think I've come up with an official title, but it sounds good. Uh, but obviously during a slower period of time, got a lot of fun stuff to talk about and a lot of fun people to talk with. And we're going to continue it on as we welcome in Jacob Johnson. Now, for those of you who don't know Jacob Johnson, who sometimes goes by JJ, which is very fitting because that's where you can usually find him on Dixon Street or on Weddington is at the JJ's there. He's a guy that does a lot of great content on social media, has a lot of opinions on things, and uh, is usually very raw and uncensored. So that being said, I want to go ahead and use this as your disclaimer that if you are listening to this podcast and there are sensitive ears around you, maybe you're in the car and you got your kid in the back, just know that viewer, I guess listener discretion is advised. Uh, there's there, there's some language that may not be for everybody, but uh, I wanted this podcast and I wanted this series to be raw and uncensored, and I think that's what we got, especially with Jacob Johnson. So just this is your warning, uh, and everybody knows that uh, there uh, may be some language in here that may not be for everybody. So if you have people around you that you don't want to have hear it, go ahead and uh, turn it off and uh, listen to it later. But either way, our guy, Jacob Johnson, JJ, great guy on Twitter, is now joins us on the podcast this afternoon. Jacob, appreciate it, man. How's the summer going? Man, it's going all right, John. It's going all right. Um, I like we're talking right before uh, we, we started recording. Uh, girlfriend and I, Girlfriend lives in Dallas. I live in Fayetteville or Brent and Benville right now, but um, we just got a puppy this past weekend. So it's been just an absolute pain in the ass <laughs> trying to work from home and, and deal with a brand new dog at the same time, just shitting all over the house. Oh, well, trust me as a, as a dog owner myself, I remember those days and it does suck. Like it takes yeah. forever to, to get to that point, but yeah, it's a, it's a struggle, but man, yeah, it's uh <laughs> It's funny that you you brought that up because I've when I started this there we had a lot of people that reached out and said oh you know I, w- I want to hear from so and so on the podcast or whatnot and it was funny because I, not that I'm keeping count but right. like you were one of the ones that got suggested as much as anybody and it was funny because you know people like to hear stories and everything but obviously what you've done on social media and the fun you have with it has gotten a lot of people paying attention. And I know you do a podcast, Beers on Heads, uh, yeah. with a few other guys as well. So it seems like whatever it is digitally and social media-wise and all that fun stuff, you apparently have an audience that really likes hearing from you. I definitely hear it. I don't know if they like it, but it's definitely uh, visible, I would say. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure we'll get into it. Uh, but it basically just started from an anonymous account and then kind of transitioned to the personal account. Uh, and then... Yeah, it just so I kind of put it this way: uh, when you hit the follow button for me, and you don't know it at the time, but I've heard that it's like following two Twitters, two Twitter accounts. So like you have like the Monday through Thursday, JJ or Jacob, which like tweets about like golf and like right. you know like Bitcoin and like shit like that, <laughs> like a normal like twenty mid twenties guy, and then you have this weird alter ego, which is JJ. 
And that starts at around five o'clock on Friday and it lasts through about Sunday morning. And it's just this guy who I don't recognize, but says whatever the fuck he wants. Like I don't associate with him. Like, and I don't necessarily like him either. Right. But he's just this guy that shoots from the hip and literally does not care at all. If he gets fired from his job, if like he like gets canceled, he just says whatever comes to his damn mind. Well, see, and I think that that's what people respect a lot more too, is because uh, you know, I feel like there's like media members and stuff. The people that are going to put out articles and, and stories and takes and opinions and all of those things. But I've always felt like people like you can get a stronger showing because it's not like you have to answer to anybody. You know, like you don't have to have this expectation of what you do with a certain company to say, all right, well, you know, don't act a fool on social media and make us look bad. It's like you, you're your own brand, essentially. And I think that that's what makes it a lot more fun is when we can have people like you and like others. It's just like you say the things I think people want to say, or even in some cases you say or put a spin on things that people maybe didn't already think about or already portray. And they're like, okay, so this is, this is pretty funny, not only because of the opinion, but in the, in the way you present it, because it's so raw and uncensored and unfiltered where it's just like, nah, this is how I feel. I'd say this to you in a bar and I'm going to say it on Twitter as well. Well, yeah. So like our beers on heads, like the podcast we do, one of the, like our taglines is like, it's like your last 1am sports bar conversation. And that's, that's, it's like how we kind of approach everything like social media and all that. But um, it's actually funny that you kind of put it that way because when I did run Barstool, Arkansas um, for the few years, I was actually somewhat notorious for getting his like wrist slapped every few weeks by the guys in New York. Like you got to reel it in. You got to reel it in. You got to reel it in. Uh, and I was like, what, like, what the fuck do you mean? I got to reel it in. Like this, that's not the point of like this at all. Uh, but it was a, it was an interesting transition uh, going from like an anonymous account to like my face on everything. And like toward the end of the bar store, I was kind of like, was pretty lazy about hiding who I was. I would like post like, Hey, I'm at JJ's dick. So I'm like, come on, like, let's, let's meet up. Uh, but yeah, trans like transferring it to like a personal account. It was kind of like not necessarily a rebranding. Cause I didn't have a brand of my own. My brand was like a, a logo of a company that like I basically interned for, for free. Um, so now that like once people like started getting my face, I was like, what the hell do I do now? Like, do I like, do people want to hear about the salamander that ran across my fucking porch yesterday? <laughs> do they want to like, what do they want? Like, I don't know. Am I just going to tweet or like drunk tweet during games? Like I always have, like, what was, how is this going to look? So it, uh, it was interesting transitioning into that. And it, uh, I would say there was definitely some, bumps in the road about like like what do i say now or like am i doing this right and then once i kind of uh told myself hey i don't care how this is going that it went a lot better like who cares like i'm just tweeting how i would if i didn't have any following so talk to us about the the barstool account because i feel like you said you know kind of started with that and developed it because i know that it seems like every school tries to have or does have a barstool account or some other like fan accounts that are kind of fun and all that. But it's like, I think that the account made tremendous strides when you were running it and kind of throwing those things, even if you got your wrist slap is still great. So it's like, how did you go about getting that internship with barstool? Was it something that they would just put out this thing, right? Hey, somebody wanted to basically do our content for free. Let us know. And you were there and you got it. Right. So it's actually a really funny story how I kind of fell into that account is um, so I was 
um, I think it was like 20, I was 21 or 22. And like, I was like wrapping up my time at U of A. Notice I didn't say graduate. I wrapped up my time at U of A around that time. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I was like running this like really half-assed blog where I just gave out gambling picks. And like, um, there was during, it was during March madness and it was during conference tournament season. And I was on a mission to, put out a pick for every single conference tournament game. And you and I both know, like in the thick of conference tournament season, you have like 60, 65 games in the day. Mm -hmm. So I was putting out 60 to 65 (laughs) picks. And um, there was actually another kid running the Barstool Arkansas account at the time. uh, And I had followed the account just because like I knew Barstool and I liked Barstool uh, and obviously Arkansas. So I was like, all right, I'll follow it. Um, and then like, I started replying to this kid, like off the account a lot. And he had just apparently just started running it. Um, and it had like, I don't know, like 1500, 2000 followers or something. Um, but he was appointed by Barstool. Uh, so he, once I started going back and forth with him, he kind of went to my Twitter and read my blog. He's like, holy shit. Like you are a psychopath and I want you to like, <laughs> let's, let's run this together. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. I love it. Um, so that actually turned out to be Blake, uh, who co-ran it with me for probably about a year and a half or two years and is actually like my best friend now. Like we've lived together ever since then. Um, He's at, this is actually our last like couple months living together. He's moving to Florida. I'm moving to Dallas here uh, in a few months. But um, yeah, it just started like not only like running this account with like baby account with like 2,000 followers, but like met my best friend through a Twitter DM. Um, so that was really neat. And then just like growing the account was probably one of the more fulfilling things like I've ever like been a part of, which says a lot. Like I haven't been a part of a lot of fulfilling things whatsoever, obviously, but uh, seeing like that account like grow up and up and up, uh, especially toward the end where like it's, it almost like grows exponentially. Like you start with like a growth from 1000 to 3000 and you're like, Oh wow. Like that's, that's fucking awesome. Uh, I then like you get from 3000 to seven and then seven of like 15 and then 15, to, like, it just like, just takes off. Uh, so like seeing that happen in real time over the course of just, you know, 24 months was honestly like one of the cooler things I've ever seen. We'll continue our discussion with Jacob Johnson of Razorback Twitter here in just a second, but I have a question for you. How does your restaurant consistently make such delicious food? Well, the short answer is, is that they have access to the right kitchen tools made in is professional quality cookware and kitchenware, and anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food. Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. And they also have products that are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. With Made In, better cookware always equates to better meals. And right now, Made In is offering our listeners here on the Locked On Razorback podcast 15% off your next order with promo code Locked On. This is the best count discount available anywhere for made in products if you go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on you get 15 percent off your first order that's madeincookware.com slash locked on use promo code locked on for 15 percent off your first order you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast 
Well, see, and I think that's the difficult thing that uh, we all go through, those of us who want to be on social media and kind of have a presence or be able to put out content. It's just like figuring out how to grow it and figuring out how to, to get it up, at least without like yeah. paying for it. Because like, <laughs> I feel like there's people out there that like have 80,000 followers. And I'm like, there's no way that 80,000 no. people know who you are and care what you have to say. And it's like, and so that's where it's like, I kind of respect it in a way. Cause I feel like I've done a similar thing where it's like, obviously being on radio has helped, yeah, but, it's absolutely. Like, but it's like, you know, growing your social media brand is not about just, you know, necessarily putting out articles or, or opinions. It's more just like knowing what your audience wants. And I feel like you know, there's a, there's a niche for that. And what you did with yeah. Barstool and, and, and all that, I think is what it found like a niche of people that want that and, and want to know more about it. And, you know, even though it's your personal account now, it's like, you, you get it, you get social media, I guess is what you're getting at. You get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like so when, when like the Barstool Arkansas stuff started, like that was a weird, like you were a part of it. It was a weird time in hog Twitter where there, there really wasn't that, like you had your, like 24 seven guys, which they do their great job at what they do. You have your rivals guys. They do a great job at what they do. Uh, like, you have like, and like you have like you and Ty, which you guys were kind of the forerunners, like of, of like the kind of off the cuff hog Twitter, I would say. Um, and like once like the Barcelona Arkansas stuff got started, I started noticing a lot more people, a lot like, like it's kind of snowballed a lot into making hog Twitter what it is now, which is an absolute cesspool of, <laughs> I mean, just the great, I mean, the, the DMS I got at Barstool, it like, it just, it blew my mind. Like these people were like real and I love them. Like God love them. I would die for these people, but Lord above, they are the weirdest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life, John. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I have I've run into a few where I'm just uh, like sometimes I have to like really research their timeline to see like, yeah. all right, is this person actually like uh, someone who's like, see an insurrection? Like like is it, has yeah. this guy like committed any felonies? Yeah, it's like okay, is this guy like just tweeting at people, trolling them about all different things or like all yeah. that? And so that's what makes it funny too, is it's like sometimes there's people that are really like cool and like kind of fun and, and appreciate. Mm -hmm. Then there's others that you're just like man, I, I don't want to really meet you ever out in person. Like, I, I'm afraid to like tweet out where I'm at just because I don't know if you'd show up, like what would happen and so would I have to call the cops? Yeah, there's there's one lady in particular, and I'm not saying I would never not meet her because right. she is fantastic and I love her. Her name is Jenny, Jenny Price. Okay. And Miss Jenny, I remember the first time she had DM me, she offered me banana bread. She said, nice. do you want a loaf of banana bread? I never got it. I forgot to like give her my shipping address or something. Uh, but like we DM all the time and she like, is like my mom, like mom on Twitter. She like, make sure I'm eating well, like making sure like my <laughs> mentals are good, making sure like I'm, I got gas in my car and shit. It's great. <laughs> like you meet all these like awesome people on Twitter that like you would never, like, I would have never met her before in my entire life. I wouldn't have met, you know, my roommate if it wasn't for Twitter, like it, my best friend, like my girlfriend, even I think I met on Twitter. Like it, it's insane. Well, speaking of that, I feel like another thing that you have done and did that you really got a lot of traction involved was Best Bar JJ's, which, yeah. you know, that's, that's something that I love JJ. I mean, how do you not love JJ? Everyone loves JJ's. And it's like the yeah. spot to be when you're in Fayetteville on Dixon Street. But everyone knows about it, but they had this a competition. I feel like you and a lot of the social media accounts really drove that because is it is that something that it was like you just love JJ so you did it out of the love of your heart was it something that you like kind of had a, a deal going on where it's like hey we got to have one from Arkansas and it might right. as well be JJ's like 
that process, what was that like? And like, did you expect it to become as big of a deal and it to go as far as it did when it came to the best bar on Barstool? Honestly, I thought we were going to win the whole thing year one. Like, I, that's how confident I was in it. Um, like, so yes, they like they announced like, hey, the first year they did, they're like, hey, like we're doing this thing, like the top sixty-four accounts in the nation. You guys nominate a bar from your college town, and we'll just do uh, Twitter polls, and and winner gets a sick ass banner. Uh, and they like got like a MGK concert, which I was like, whoa, like that's that's <laughs> that's pretty fucking sick. But. Um, like there was no other option at that point for me because so let me tell you something john like my my friends like jade is like they like it it's fine but like they don't ask me like hey where are we going tonight because they don't want to hear we're going to jj's every <laughs> damn time they ask the question yeah they get sick and tired of it and it's it's gotten to the point where it's like again some sort of like twisted brand of mine that i have that like and it just total fate that my initials are JJ. So like, I've heard like the, Oh, like, do you own the place joke? Like 50 fucking times, but it, no, I, I fell in love with JJ's long before I ran Barstool long before best bar was a thing. Uh, and just fate happened where I had this opportunity to take my favorite place on earth and just, just get millions and millions of impressions on it. Like every March. Uh, and it, it was easy because I, A, I love the fucking place and everyone loves the place. So it, it was, it's kind of a dream matchup in that scenario. And it got me to meet, yeah, like the owner of JJ's Jody. He's great. Um, oh, yeah. I love Jody. Yeah. The social media guy, Scott, like he's awesome. Like they kind of like took not only like Barcel in general in, but like they like really like started embracing social media like as a whole after that. And I think that helped their business a lot too. So it was really nice seeing like, the traction of best bar, like seeing it, like what they're doing now, like they're sponsoring TBT now, like with Monty coaching and, and they're doing all this sorts of really cool stuff that um, I think like once they saw the exposure that best bar got them, like it kind of sprung board them into like a lot of really cool things. Well, and it was funny cause I I'm from Fayetteville and I grew up in Fayetteville and I remember, I think the first JJ's was in Rogers, maybe I've there. always wondered that was I, it Rogers? I think it was. Um, I know that the one in Conway was really early, but as far as the one I knew though, in Northwest Arkansas was the one on Weddington. Like that was the first one. Okay. And I remember going to it in college. Cause we, like there was a couple like sports bars and stuff like grubs was always there. But I remember um, me and my friends going to JJ's and it was actually on a Saturday. Uh, and we had going to just sort of like, oh, all right, so we'll figure out what they have or whatever. I think we ended up getting burgers or something, but the, yeah. I remember the waitress came up to us and was like, Hey, so you guys want to do happy minutes? And we're like, what is that? Like, what is happy minutes? <laughs> and there, and she was like, well, here's what it is, is that we have happy hour. I was like, or no, I said, I was like, oh, you mean like your happy hour, like your, your deals, are like $2 beer. She's like, no, you know, from three to three twenty, four forty or four twenty to four forty and five forty to six, mm -hmm. those little spans, we have dollar beers. And I remember just being like floored. I'm like, how do you, how are y'all making money? Like, what are you doing yeah. to do that? But it was like, it, it was just such a great idea. And from then on, like me and my friends went there and I, I wasn't in school really when the Dixon street one got built, which is a shame. Cause I feel like that would have been bad news bears all over it. But yeah. still it was like, it, it's almost like such an inviting place to people uh, of the college age and, you know, yeah. guys that, you know, they're trying to save some money, but they do such a good job of marketing it and having like a fun atmosphere part of it too. Yeah, so that used to be, I believe, 
I, I'm like 99% sure I'm right. That used to be a Jose's right there. That's um, right. Yeah. 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 So then the Jose's, I like Jose's, but that one was starting to run its course for a little while. For sure. Um, so when they put in JJ's, I actually left Fable for like six months um, to go to Little Rock uh, to be with family for a little bit. And I remember coming back up and like JJ's had been installed. And the first time I went there, it was during Happy Minutes. And I was like, they told me the, the, like, the deals. And I was like, my eyes got huge. <laughs> I'm like, mother's like tears strolling down my face. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then like, I like, I like called my parents like, you Never believed this. <laughs> I'm getting like six beers for six bucks. There's nothing you can do to stop me. And then just pound like beer after beer after beer after beer. And there's games everywhere. And there's wings across the table. And it's just like the best damn place you could ever imagine. We'll continue our discussion with Jacob Johnson of Razorback Twitter here in just a second. But folks, you hear me tell you about Built Bar, and I'm going to keep telling you about Built Bar because Built Bar is where it's at. They have nine delicious flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut, raspberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate, even salted caramel, which is personally my favorite. And the thing is, is not only are they great tasting, but they're healthy too. Only 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories. It's a great deal, and it's a great thing. If you go to built.com and use promo code locked on 15, because you get 15% off your next order. That's right. Promo code locked on 15 for 15% off at built.com. Simple. It's easy. Don't forget to check it out. And fun note, built bar is the official protein bar of the U S track and field team. Isn't that neat? Built.com use promo code locked on 15 for 15% off your next order. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been so cool to see, like, and to go, and, you know, everyone's friendly, and it's just a good time no matter what. And it's sad because I was there for the uh, the 2018 College World Series every oh, we know. game. Yeah, I know everyone we know. knows. Uh, I don't know if I want to ever bring that up, but it always gets brought up to me, and it's sad, but it's true. But, you know, and it's, and it's funny because that, too, is, like, one of the things I remember. I still have a picture of um that i believe is yeah for the college world series finals that year of everybody when the bases were loaded having the beers on their heads yeah and i I, again i don't know where it originally started i just know what it means and i know it's really developed it but you and a few of uh guys you know of course do a podcast called beers on heads Uh and i find that i find it fascinating because i listened to a few times i think it's hilarious because you know it's it's just like, you know, Razorback fans talking about, you know, nonsensical stuff. And yes, it's, it's, whatever the hell they want. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's like, and it's kind of funny, but like to do a podcast and trust me, because we're on one right now, it's like, yeah. it, it can, it can be a lot of work, but what made you decide and to be a part of that podcast and what, what are you getting out of it? Is it just one of those things you kind of do for fun and just because you want to talk with your friends about nonsense? Yeah, that's an interesting question and one that I kind of still don't know the answer to. Like, we've been doing it for a year now, like, off and on. And, like, I like to call it, like, the most sporadic podcast in North America because, like, we'll release three episodes in three weeks and then we won't release one in four months. Um, That's just kind of the way the pattern's gone so far. Um, Like, it's just – it's one of those things that I think we all enjoy doing. And Blake, best friend slash roommate, Barstool guy, uh, he's actually kind of taken it, like, the past month or so under his wing and, like – started running like socials, got us a TikTok, like all this, all this stuff that uh, has like really helped it. But yeah, it, it's something that we definitely do for fun and would like to kind of evolve it uh, into maybe something bigger, something that we can make like 
20 bucks a week off of at least for some beer money. Yeah. Uh, some sponsorships. If anyone's listening, we're, we're listening as well. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it, and it, the way it started uh, was kind of, um, it basically started right when I switched over to the personal account and I was like, all right, well, let's, let's do something with this. Like, and just a quick sidebar, like when I did transfer that account over from the switch from Barcelona to my personal, I posted the goodbye message. Um, there's like the friends that I met through that connection, like usually they get like a 300, 400 follower bump at most. Um, so that's kind of what I was expecting, like a moderate, like, yeah, I'll get like a thousand. Cause I had like 500 followers at the time. I was like, yeah, I'll get, maybe get to a thousand. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I posted a message and then that night I, I think I got to 3,200 and wow. I was like, yeah, I like, did not expect that at all. Um, and it was honestly, it was one of the more fulfilling moments of my life, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> all these years of drunk tweeting, like, there wait, these people actually did like it. Um, so we like basically like took all that momentum and I was like, Hey, let's start a podcast. Um, and obviously I, I, we have Will, um, big Willie Pete from 24 seven sports and our producer that I actually uh, knew from high school, Justin, who works for channel seven. Um, so we kind of threw that together as a, uh, kind of, let's just shoot the shit for a little bit and see what happens. Uh, and that's kind of what we've been doing ever since. Yeah. Well, and that's what was going to lead me in my next question. Cause I find it funny. Cause obviously you're a younger guy, you're, you're 26 and mm. you know, you, you're doing a lot of stuff on social, but like, what is it that you want to do with your life? I'm not trying to act oh, like, Oh God, John. I know. Well, the reason I'm asking <laughs> my ask the same damn question every fucking day. I'm not going to get here from you too. No, it, because the reason I'm asking is <laughs> like, I got the same thing. I remember when I was like trying to get into radio and stuff, like I had everybody, they're like, okay, that's fine. But like, what is it that you want to do? And it's like, cause I, you know, sometimes it's like when I was getting started in radio, I didn't know if I wanted to do radio, it just kind of worked its way yeah. out. And I didn't know if like, is that something that whatever you're doing now, you want to work into something that you do, whether it, it's content producing or whatnot, you know, cause obviously we all want to have a dream job. We all want to do what we love. You love mm-hmm. what you do. So is there a way you feel like you could maybe translate that into making a living off of it too? That's something like I literally ask myself every day now. Uh, so like right now, actually, I'm I'm in management. I like I'm a I'm the supply chain manager of a small to medium sized uh, food company. Mm-hmm. People don't believe me when I say that, but yeah, I, I like kind of like an upper role in the company right now, which is yeah, really nice. shocking to me too. <laughs> um, so like it's it, I'm in a weird spot right now where like I have a career, but or I have a job, but I don't know if I have a career. Um, Cause like, I just, I mean, it's something I do. It's not something I love. Uh, and I love like, obviously I love tweeting, but like, I can't make a career off tweeting. Right. So I'm in this like perpetual spot right now of like, how, how do I get this going? Like, and honestly, like, I don't love podcasting, like as far as like hosting one, cause it puts a lot of pressure on you to come up with something like like I don't, John. I don't know how you do it. Like every single day for a radio show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the more impressive things. Like once I started podcasting, like once a week, I was like, once a week. Like, how do these dudes do it once a day? It makes no sense. Um, but yeah. So I don't love the idea of podcasting. I love writing. Actually, like writing is like my number one thing. Um, and there's like little like snippets. Of course, you get on Twitter every day of that. But um, 
if I like dream job, I would love to like latch on even somewhere small at first and just start writing my ass off for someone that doesn't care that about my vocabulary or like how I, how I tweet or write. Um, so writing definitely my first love, but, uh, just kind of, kind of searching right now for like the right way to get into it. Yeah, I think that's the toughest part is just because there's opportunities, I think, with social media, especially that's just grown to a point to where it's like you can do a lot of different things. Like just look at what Barstool Sports has done. I mean, they've created an empire like crazy doing it in an unorthodox way. And it's and it's almost like it's putting a lot of like old school you know, this is the way things have always done companies and media like out of business because people like that. So like, I understand it's, it can be tough and and, and to figure it out and everything. And who knows what like 20 years from now it's going to look like with, right. With, well, it's funny. Know. like Yeah. It's funny. You just like say that. Cause like it's all the people that got pissed off, like Addison Ray for hosting yeah. or doing the UFC, like red carpet stuff last weekend. Like there's tweets of, like, Oh my friend, like, she spent six years getting a journalist degree and this girl spent three months like dropping out. I was like, okay, that your friend probably was really shitty at <laughs> journalism. Like let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I even talked about that story on my show today and I was like, listen, you got to figure out how this works. You know, I went yeah. to school for seven and a half years and I, there's no like radio degree that I got. But there's people that did go to school for like, you know, four years with honors, probably graduating broadcast journalism, journalism that's not doing what I do. And it's not about what your degree is in. Like, listen, no. I, I know people that have degrees in certain fields and they're god awful on it just because you can pass tests. and You know how to fill out Scantron. Exactly. Doesn't know you're good at. So that's what I laugh about is when people get so offended, like I went to school for this. Well, who cares? She, yeah. Like she's got. 38 million followers on TikTok and more people know who she is than your friend that just like, you know, start got out of college. I, I've never understood why people like, like it's so uh, resentful of that. They, they want like to be like bowed down to because they put more time into it. But the reality yeah. is that more time does not necessarily mean that you put in more work like exactly. or like we're, we're smarter about it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I think that is so dumb. And, and it's funny because. You know, you talk about that moment and how there are so many people that were, I wouldn't call it controversial, but there are people that were upset by it. You've been involved, I would think, with, I'm sure, a few spats or a few things that may people have come after you for, whether it's a tweet or an opinion or what. That doesn't sound like me. I know. I know. 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 I know we're really really, uh, going out on a limb here when talking about you being controversial and all, but like... Uh, I like one of the things that I know, and I think I even talked to Teeter about this was about the, the standing out in the hog pen. And, oh, yeah. and like, I, I'm trying to hear all sides of this. Cause this is a very, this almost like I saw a fight almost break out because of this out in the hog pen. So it's like, absolutely between that and like some of the other stuff, like what would you say has been kind of the most hotly contested and confrontational stuff via social media that you've been a part of? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, the hog pen was probably one of the worst for sure. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was one of the worst actually. It was it was very one sided on Twitter because the people on Twitter were the one were the ones standing the entire time. So like when I tweeted out like stand the fuck up on Twitter, no one came after me. But if I yelled that in the hog pen, yeah, people without a Twitter were getting after me. So. As far as like being on Twitter, it wasn't that because again, that was very one-sided. Um, 
the hog pin ticket fiasco, like jacking up price to 300, a lot of people got after me on that one. And I may have taken like too firm a side on one end and I just dug my heels and just fought people just to fight them. <laughs> I sometimes do that. So like that one was, that one was kind of gnarly. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one that was the worst though. Um, oh yeah. So, okay. The first time I tweeted fire Mike Anderson from Barstool, <laughs> that one, that one was not pretty. What what year uh, was that when the, that happened? Do you remember? And this is, yes, I do. It was at the halftime of the game. I forget what year it was. It may have been 2017, 2018. I forget. It was halftime of the LSU game. We were at LSU and we actually came back to win that game. Hmm. I think that, I think I know which one you're talking about. Was that the one? I think it was Mike Anderson's last year where we had like I think it was. Jones and like he went he went crazy in the second half and yeah that sounds right because yeah. I don't think he got fired too far after that yeah uh, but he's still like he was on the warm seat but not like the hot seat and at this point we had like nineteen thousand followers so me tweeting out fire Mike Anderson pissed drunk at JJ's Dixon that got quite the reaction out of a lot of pe- of those nineteen thousand people. Um, and I spent a good while defending myself that night on Twitter, which probably wasn't the best move that I made. Um, just absolutely not caring uh, about the ramifications the next morning, uh, which I did have some from from New York. Um, bet. <laughs> they weren't they weren't too happy with that one, but it it was one of those things where uh, the writing was on the wall. And we actually did end up winning, so it made it a little bit worse for that position. Uh, it made things a lot worse after the game ended for the account. Um, and still he persisted and I still tweeted back at him. I don't care that we won. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely the worst situation I had ever been in with hog Twitter. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I was always of the impression too, where it's like, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll have a take or have an opinion that I know is going to get a reaction out of people. And I try not to have an opinion that I actually don't believe in because I feel like, that's, you know, I'll leave that to like Skip Bayless and people like that yeah. to just say outlandish stuff. But uh, it's funny you brought that up because I remember, uh, I, I can't remember what game it was either, but it, no, it was actually after the season that ended. Because I've always felt like, especially in basketball, you have to judge coaches off seasons, not games. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was extremely evident like this past year with Musselman. Like th- th- earlier in the SEC season, we looked like dog trash. Like it was terrible. Yeah. There and, was rumors that he lost the locker room. Yeah, like these yeah. guys, like they don't respect him. Like they like it was all I was seeing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And so like and I and I was like, OK. And I was one of those people who was like, man, this doesn't look very good. But then yeah. it's like you let the season play out and it goes. But after Mike Anderson's last year at Arkansas, it was eight years. He didn't make. He made the NIT, I guess, that year and beat. I don't even remember who he beat. Was it like Seton Hall or something like that? I don't know. But or Providence Indiana State? No, Indiana. Oh, it was, it was Providence. It was Providence. Yeah. That's right. And then like they lost to Indiana up mm. in uh, uh, up in Bloomington. And I remember like I was like, this is this is over. Like this, you're not. You got eight years out of Mike, and I love Mike. Like I always yeah. said that if I. If Arkansas was to win a national championship in basketball, I'd want Mike Anderson's name on the trophy. Like, I wanted that. But it was like, at that point, it, it just seemed so, like, uh, it just it was no longer needed. Like, there's just no reason in even doing this again. And now that you've had, like, Hunter Juracek come in, and what he did with Musselman, which we all love Musselman, what he's done with that, 
what he's done with the program, like the winning that's coming along with it. And, you know, Sam Pittman made a lot of strides in last season and people are expecting big things out of him. It's just amazing the turnaround of Razorback athletics just over the past few years where I felt like, especially in about 2016, 2017, I'm like, this is all like, I don't, besides baseball, of course, which we know is always good. But yeah. Baseball, you know, they didn't make the college world series in 16 or 17. So it's kind of like, mm. man, what is going on? Like, it's incredible that this turnaround and how much more fun it makes it to where you're not having to worry about getting in trouble for saying fire somebody. It's more like, yeah. hey, let's just get on this ride together and let's have a hell of a time getting there, too. Exactly. When I had a very low three weeks after uh, we got bounced from the uh, baseball tournament this year. And like it was to the point where like I like on our podcast I was like I just don't care like about anything anymore I really don't. I, I was that way for weeks it wasn't just like a next day reaction I was like okay like cool we played Texas on September 11th that would be like neat mm-hmm. then what <laughs> oh we play like we're in basketball okay like we'll make it to the Sweet 16 then what okay well then then we play baseball like we'll go 50 and 10 in the regular season and get bounced in the regionals then what. But then you guys tell you, I took a step back after that and I have a breath of fresh air now and now I have a level head and everything's like right all is well in the world. And I'm like, oh, wait, like three years ago, we were praying for NIT. We were absolutely fucking hopeless in football, like not a shred of hope in anything. And baseball was like three years ago was like there, but like was still hungry for more. So we're to a point now where the heartbreak is coming from success. Like the heartbreak is not coming or the heartbreak isn't coming from like indifference or just like pure numbness. It's coming from like, we actually have expectations now and we fell short, which is when you take a step back is like nice to see. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to figure out, you know, (laughs) well, like Sam Pittman, for instance, like, is this, is this something that we're, you know, just trying to feel really good about. And like, cause last year it was so weird, like having COVID and you know, you yeah. don't really know what to tell from it. And then like, even this past basketball season, I'm not taking anything away from anything that they accomplished, but it was like, man, okay, you got to the elite eight, but it was like getting there was, was kind of crazy. Like Kentucky was down in the SEC. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, and maybe it's the Razorback fan in me, Good things. I start saying, all right, so what was the reason behind this? Like, okay, who screwed up to help Arkansas get to that point? Exactly. And maybe I'm just jaded because of that, but I'm like, I want to believe, I want to have faith, but I also know what it's like to be a Razorback fan and how difficult that can be. So it's it's a two-sided coin because like when I think about the past NCAA tournament, I agree with you. Like Texas Tech makes that layup at the buzzer. Like we go to overtime, I think, and like who knows what happens. Or uh, if Colgate doesn't absolutely fold down a stretch, yeah, we got lucky to go on like a 30-2 to two run or some shit like that. Like those things pop in your head. And then on the other side of the coin, I think – like about baseball, like, okay, we ran into like the hottest team in the country. Like what if Louisiana tech scratched that out against uh, NC state, we probably would have beaten Louisiana tech three, uh, two out of three at that point. Or um, if Nebraska would have hosted a regional, maybe we wouldn't have gotten pushed to a Monday night game. And like, maybe we would have been more arrested come super regionals. Like, so it's just, it's a testament to where each program is at. And in basketball, we hadn't been used to success so we're always going to question how do we get here and with baseball we're used to success so we question how the hell did we get bounced so early you know it's i feel like 
with what Juracek has a priority on winning, it's like I feel successful. I feel like it's going to be successful. But it was like basketball this past year. It was so unfortunate that you couldn't have fans, you know, in the stands for for a run like that. Yeah. And and football, you know, when I can Arkansas beat Ole Miss in that way, like that would have been so much more fun if you had a packed out crowd. And it's just I am uh, I'm I'm on board and I believe, but the ultimate question is going to come down to is like. You know, can can like for instance baseball, can they actually win a national title and take that next step? For basketball, the next step is like making a final four and competing for a title. Can they do that? And football, it's like, you know, maybe finding a place, you know, I think winning the SEC West is tough, but the next ten get ten win season. Yeah, like yeah, the next step would be can you can you recapture that success that like Petrino had? Yeah. And and that's like kind of the all wait and see. It's like we feel good about it now, but can they take that next step and actually make it to where the fans have something to really hold their hat on or hold their hat to and say, this is, this is why we're actually better. Not hope, but it's real. It's legitimate. And it's here to stay. I'm really worried that I'm putting too much eggs in the Texas game basket at this point. Um, I am with my friends notorious for being not anti pit, but very skeptical pit. Right. I don't know how sustainable this is. I don't know. I like, I think the recruiting rankings are even a little smoke, not in smoke and mirrors, but like maybe don't tell the full story about the shape of it right now. I just, I'm very hesitant and skeptical on like being full on board. And like, I've put my like flag in the soil that like Texas, September 11th, like that's the game. If we win that one, like I'm in full force, I'll paint my body next game. Like I am fully back on everything. Uh, and if we lose that game, I very well may go into another like depression stint. Like yeah. who knows? But it, it's tough to stay, uh, tough to say um, with football. It, it's very much it. We're again, we're at a point with football where like you kind of put your hopes and dreams into one game, whereas basketball, you are putting your hopes and dreams into like a deep tournament run or with baseball a championship, which is like a measurement of success as opposed to like a win against Texas, which isn't necessarily a measure of success. It's just like a benchmark of like, Hey, we beat someone worth the shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, uh, I'm with you on the Texas game too. It's kind of like, I think Pittman will be great as far as getting Arkansas out of the like cellar, like, you know, getting them to where you're least respectable. You're, you're like, if he can do that at least. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'd love for him to win 10 games and everything, but it's like, if he can just kind of be the guy that, gets us back to a point to where you're not an embarrassment. You're at least a program that's competitive and, and respectable. Then maybe the guy after Pittman, you know, can be the guy that takes it to that next step. You know, kind of like what, yeah. like I'm not saying it is, it's exactly comparable, but like what Mike Anderson did after the Pelfrey and Heath years, it's like, you know, he didn't get Arkansas to the level of championships, but he got him to the point to where, you know, they were at least competitive and respectable and, had some good years. I'm hoping Pittman can at least, at least be that too. Yeah. To, to stabilize the ship and, and at least like, uh, have, have all the, cl- uh, clots like plugged yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So a few of them, are just kind of a more of like simple rapid fire questions for you too. Okay. And, Cause I like asking uh, people like this and especially someone like you, who's very opinionated and is not afraid to say whatever comes to mind first. So this is going to be a yeah. lot more exciting with you. Uh, <laughs> so, if you could, current or former, fight anybody in college sports, 
who would be the person you'd pick first that you'd want to fight? Oh my God. Like 10 names just rushed to my head. Yeah. Oh my God. They give all 10, just give all the names. Marshall Henderson, Jameis Winston, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, uh, Wait, oh, wait, wait, pa- wait, Peyton Manning. Why Peyton Manning? I, I don't know. He just popped in my head. I don't, it's the face. It's the forehead. Okay. Like, I like Peyton Manning. I just want to fight him. <laughs> hey, okay. Listen, that it's. I didn't say for reasons. I just said. That yeah, like, to like fight, uh, so. uh, Jeremiah Tillman. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Charles Bassey. Uh, God, so many people I want to fight. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stop right there, but uh, the, the list goes on. I would say number one. Now I got to regroup and like clear my head for a second. Um, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even know his official name. So shortstop for a, uh, for Ole Miss, the ones that, that does a TikTok. Oh God. Yeah. The pretty boy. I, yeah. I don't even, we don't even need to say his name. We already know like exactly like, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's number one. For okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I I could get on board with you on that one. Um. Okay. So you, who's your favorite Razorback of all time for a random reason? Like I see, you know, people say Darren McFadden, Matt Jones, but it's like who's a guy that you liked that you always liked, but it may not be for the reason that other people like him too. Ooh, that's a good question. Um. I'm gonna go with Sebastian Shatola, and I know. Like he got drafted, like he's a well-known guy. But the reason I like him is because, and I'll leave my friend's name redacted because he has a high profile, not high profile, but he is in college athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, had a rough night one night and he had a few too many kilowatts and uh, he was stumbling around and uh, went to the bathroom of powerhouse and he's about five foot five, about 110 pounds, 120 oh, wow. pounds, really small guy. Bumps into Tritola, and uh, Tritola was mere seconds away from just absolutely throwing him off the face of the earth. Uh, my friend had a few choice words to say about, I guess, him missing a missing an assignment on the line the previous week, and uh, Tritola didn't love that. And he was about to quite literally take my friend by the collar and just toss him to Oklahoma. Uh, and for that, I always respected him. <laughs> okay. That's not what I expected to hear from this story and how it was going to go. I thought that it was like, Oh yeah. He's Sebastian Tritola helped my buddy out when he passed out. Oh, no, no, right. no, no. Oh my no! My friend absolutely deserved it. He deserved to have his ass kicked. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be some like feel good story. No, no, absolutely not. Oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So that, that will give you that. That is a, an original reason why to love Sebastian tree. Yeah. The respect that you have to give to that guy uh, is, is pretty good. So um, best experience or best night that you can actually divulge any sort of detail that you've ever had on Dixon street. I know there's a lot to choose from for you, Jacob, but you know, if you there's a lot, but like a lot of them, I don't remember too, too well. Um, I should have put that in in the description too. Ones that you actually remember. (laughs) Ah, there was a lot of nights with potential. Like I was actually, so we were in Omaha in 2018, Mm -hmm. um, for game three, we went to games one and two. We saw the drop pop fly in person, came back to JJ's Dixon, uh, for game three, that one had potential. Obviously, it didn't pan out. <sighs> the best night on Dixon that I've had. 
Oh my gosh, this is depressing because I don't think I've really truly had a great nine on six. I don't know. There's there's been a lot of nights where um, I've rode the bull a few few times at Yeehaw. I always get made fun of that because I don't have a great center of balance, so I just get thrown off within eight or nine seconds. Um, probably one of the nights at the at the uh, karaoke bar. Um, whose name escapes me right now. Is it the Uno know. Uno place? Yeah, Uno yeah. Uno. I, I've spent a few nights there, like, singing all night. Those have been good nights. I, I don't have I, – and people always ask me this question a lot, like, what's, like, your best night on Dixon? And, like, because, A, because of sport. Oh, okay, let me rewind all that. The, all right. Elite eight, <laughs> the, the Elite Eight win against – or uh, Sweet 16 win against Oral Roberts. It, it got pretty weird on Dixon then. Um, other than that – Sports didn't really help a whole lot uh, with it being shitty my entire like college career. Um, so it was just kind of random nights that like were good nights. But I would say definitely the Oral Roberts win in the Sweet 16. That uh, that got pretty weird. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I was up in Indianapolis for that, and it got weird up there with Razorback fans as yeah. it is in Indianapolis. So I'm sure back in Fayetteville. Uh, my, like, my palm was like black and blue because like, like, we were sitting at J.J.'s Dixon the entire game. And like after the game, like I was just like – like leaned over the railing, like waist, like kind of tilted up. Like my feet were touching the ground. Like I'm a tall guy. So I was like leaning, like almost touching the ground, like giving everyone like low fives, like on the pavement. And like my fingers were like scraping, like the concrete, my palms were like, like almost like, uh, like bloody knuckles, but like with palms, Hmm. it was, it was very painful. And I did draw blood a few times, but it was a great night. All right, so what would you say is the Razorback sporting event you are looking forward to the most? And this can be like, even if there's like a road game coming up that you want to go to or something like, what would you say is the Razorback sporting event? I know Texas is a big one, but yeah, uh, other Texas ones that you may be looking forward to. Texas is a big one just because the atmosphere that will be there, like the first big game with like 100%, probably 110% capacity in that one. Um, that's a big one. Um, uh I I always love going to Oxford. Um, I've been there a couple of times. It's a great trip. I'm not necessarily like looking forward to that. I would say the Utah series will be interesting. I, like yeah. I think going to Utah would be pretty cool. Um, going to Notre Dame would be pretty cool. I don't know when we did we reschedule that yet. Going yeah, to I think it's yeah. I know it got rescheduled. I think it's like 2026 maybe or something okay. like that. So it's not so too I'm, far off. Yeah, I, I probably won't have a kid at that point. So, God willing, um, so I, I can still probably behave my or I have a quite a night out in South Bend. Then, um, I really want to go to a baseball series at LSU. That'd be fun. That would be a good one. And then I'm always perpetually every day of my life waiting for that College World Series game two slash three win in Omaha. That's gonna be like. That's the pinnacle of my like sports fandom because like I love all Arkansas sports. I would say, but like baseball is first for me, and then like probably football and basketball. Those two are pretty interchangeable, and then like Cardinals baseball, all the rest of the stuff. Like the the baseball championship will bring tears to my eyes. It will be the best moment of my life, and I will always be waiting for that moment, even though I very well may not have it. <laughs> well, at least you can be hopeful. And uh, last one. Now, this is one you can, again go different directions on. Who would you okay. say is your biggest rival? Who is Jacob Johnson's biggest rival in life? Oh. Who's the rival? 
standardized tests. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just had like a 32 on my ACT, which a lot of people don't believe that either. Oh, like nice. very good standardized test. Uh, uh, my biggest rival in life. I had a big beef with Jason Kersey when I was running Barstool. Oh, a okay. big one. Um, I had a pretty big beef with, Oh, who was that? Um, who's the guy that runs the, uh, the talk show at like two to three, um, on from, is it up in there? Like a radio show yeah, up, up here, up here, radio show. Um, is it Aaron Peters? Oh, no, no, Derek and Ruskin. Oh, Ruskin. those guys. Yeah. Ruskin's my, the, yeah, no, Ruskin. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it. Fuck that guy. Like I hate Ruskin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was wondering about, I kept thinking, I was like, well, he's saying afternoon show, but then we said two, three, I was like, well, maybe it's not. But then I was like, you know what? It probably is. Cause if yeah, it's people probably have the same feeling. He blocked me on Twitter so quick, like four years ago. I don't see a whole lot. I see Derek's or I see, uh, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Arn, Arns, right. Zach, yeah. Zach I see Arns, his stuff yeah. sometimes like, and he's all right. no, fuck Ruskin. <laughs> that's that's great yeah because like you may be uh you may be like i guess uh like the alabama of that where it's like everyone's rival is bama it's kind of like the same thing it's like every, everyone's rival is Ruskin. yeah well and that's why i hate him being my rival because i feel like he like he doesn't love it but he'll say he loves that like he he, he will put off the emotion that he thrives off people's like hatred of him even though deep down he probably doesn't love it by hate like giving that even more fuel by saying he's my biggest rival but yeah i just i fucking hate ruskin dude. yeah well, like i said you're probably gonna have to get in line for that one if yeah, you exactly. go up against him because there's gonna be a lot of people that feel the same way yeah. uh well well jacob man before we uh wrap up here man and appreciate you hopping on in and having some fun with me this afternoon for all the people listening if they want to know how to find you and how to be a part of the greatness that is Jacob Johnson <laughs> on social media and being a big part of it. Give the people how they can find you, where they can find you, and how great it can be. All right. Well, first things first, JJ's Dixon, JJ's Waitington. That's your best two spots in person to probably find me at any given point in time. Even though I live in Bentonville right now, I still make the trek down there. If you want to do it virtually, uh, Jacob Johnson 5, the number 5 on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. Um, don't have a TikTok, but beers on heads, the podcast that we do, um, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, sometimes biannually, um, at beers on heads on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. We just had Kyle Peterson on. We just had uh, a few NGIT players on from the baseball season, uh, starting to get some bigger guests, but, uh, any views, any likes helps for us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there we go. All right, man. Well, appreciate it, Jacob. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I know that this is going to be a podcast that no one regrets listening to at all. So it's going to be great. <laughs> Never, ever. Yeah. So appreciate it, man. Have a good summer. All right. All right, you too, John. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.